So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. We are live after WWE Survivor Series Sports Key to Wrestling. So much going on in this show. No rocky surprises. Roman Reigns stands tall in title versus title action. And let us know what you think. Jump into the comments below. Share the link so you don't stink. And jump on screen with us. Sports Key Wrestling. Share that link. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Yes, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out indeed. I'm Kev Kellum. I am in the uh, the back of Salerno's Pizzeria <laughs> in Oak Park, Illinois. I had to do a show <laughs> during this. Jose G and Jeremy Bennett joining me as well. So if you guys are like, where where's the Russell background? Where's <laughs> that- the stuff you have normally? <laughs> that, that's Kev's because, in a laundry room, it looks like. I'm in a supply closet. I'm in a literal supply closet. Yeah. Did somebody take you hostage? Do we need to go all Liam Neeson on you so we can rescue you tonight? Get away. Kev stole the egg. Kev stole the egg, so he's locked up in this. Ah, there's the answer. Kev stole the egg. I stole the egg. Yeah. (laughs) Sound off on WWE Survivor Series. Let us know what you think of it. WWE Survivor Series sold out at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, Illinois. An event, uh, Brooklyn, uh, New York City. Uh, it, it was quite the eventful show. Uh, I, there were some big things on it, though I do think uh, there is some people that say, I, I have the egg. I don't have the egg. Yes, they tease some backstage thing with Vince McMahon, who's not been on television in quite some time, uh, having an egg from the Red Notice movie. So that was the tie-in for the Red Notice movie that The Rock was in. They played a bunch of clips of The Rock. Were we going to get The Rock? It's worth noting we didn't get The Rock but they didn't advertise the rock. So for all those people who me included, we thought maybe the rock could show up. You know, they talked about it on the tonight show this past Friday, they talked about maybe the rock having a match with Roman at some point. Uh, and we didn't get the rock. Was it a bummer? The rock wasn't there, but they didn't advertise him at the same point. Right. I wasn't expecting it. So I don't think it was I wasn't expecting it either. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it was cool that every single, not every single match, but there were some matches they gave a little bit of tribute to the rock, either doing the rock bottom or, uh, or saying something like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your name is, you know, with that mm-hmm. segment backstage with uh, Sasha and Shotzi. So just little things here and there, just kind of giving a little nod to the great one. Uh, but overall, man, I thought it was a, it was an entertaining show. We didn't get any big surprises, which is a little odd for a big four, but that's okay. We don't need to have a big surprise at the end of every big show. Uh, I think people are overconditioned to that. They're, they're, yeah, they're really it, overconditioned. It, to that. Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, what do you, what's, you know, what's the next big thing they're going to do? That's okay. You know what? The, what is the big thing that we got? We got Vince McMahon on TV. That's surprising. We haven't seen Vince McMahon in, on on TV in many, many months. Ever since and he's going to be on Raw tomorrow. Apparently, he's he's going to yeah. be on Raw tomorrow. So this looks a... like it's a collaboration with with the Red Notice production team, which, by the way, is produced by The Rock Seven Bucks Production. Yeah, we're going to probably have a, a whodunit, uh, a little mystery, a little detective uh, work here on Monday Night Raw uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I think, I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if a certain beast stole the egg. 
<laughs> well, let's jump into some of these matches, guys. Uh, the, uh, we did have a kickoff show match, which I totally did not agree the way of the order of the matchups tonight mm. because I thought that this battle royal that we had tonight should have been on the kickoff and then that champion versus champion should have been on the main card. But we did have a kickoff match. Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, going up against Damian Priest, the United States Champion. Now, that match ended up in a DQ because Rick Books kept getting involved, rifting away. That didn't off, uh, sit well with Damian Priest. Took it out, broke his guitar, took out Rick Books in the process, took out Nakamura in the process. Disqualification, first win for SmackDown of the night. Uh, the match was going good until that point. I thought it was so that was the first matchup between these guys. What did you guys uh get out of this? I thought it was fine for a kickoff match, like it wasn't too much, it wasn't too little. They played in the gimmick of Rick Boogs at ringside, it was a lot of gaga, but like good gaga. That entrance and that guitar playing with Rick Boogs is very, very over. Uh, and the idea Damian Priest just had enough of it. I don't know uh, if you're watching, let me know what you guys thought of it. I enjoyed it, it was fun, it was simple. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I do get a little tired of him playing the guitar during the match. I think that's getting a little tiresome. Uh, but I think we might have seen the uh, workings of uh, a priest turning heel. We kind of saw it when he snapped against T-Bar, when T-Bar threw a chair at him a couple of weeks ago at Raw. I think we're now going into this complete metamorphosis of priest being a heel now. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy Pickett saying the matches were okay if you're with us live let us know what you think if you're with us for the first time I know a lot of people join us for the first time after pay-per-views it's a lot of time that people see us we want to get you on screen here uh, let us know what you think here uh, Jeff Van Noy saying you got to be careful do not piss off Damian Priest he warned him no. he warned yeah, him more he than he did warn him at least he did he did. He put his pointed, wagged his finger at him and said, "Better not do that again, boy." Yeah. Uh, let <laughs> you, us know what you guys, you, uh, sir. You better not do that again, sir, boy. Uh, David Troy Stonebreaker says, "Congrats, big time, Bex. The Raw men, the women's team, uh, broke the guitar. Biggie fought a good fight. Uh, let's get into that opening match of the show, which I think may be the best Starting match. Starting off hot, man. Start big time pay per view. Starting off with big time Bex, Charlotte Flair." The animosity was real. You could see it throughout the match. It was a hard-hitting match. It was a very physical match. But nonetheless, one of the best matches between Charlotte and Becky. A little messy here and there. But overall, Becky getting that sneaky little roll-up win right at the end. I thought that was great. Charlotte leaving with a smirk on her face. Backstage segment with Becky getting emotional. Uh, I thought this was a really cool way to open up tonight's show. Yeah, I, I think originally, according to Son, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, this was supposed to close the show, and that's why so many people thought, oh, if they're putting Big E and uh, Roman on last, the, the Rock has to be coming yeah. back. So a, lo a lot of people speculating that this was moved off the main event. I don't know. I, I, th I thought maybe it, it should have uh, stayed as the main event because this was the most looked forward to match on the entire card. You could tell the crowd was into it. It was a tremendous match. The energy and the atmosphere. I mean, it, it was by and far the match of the night. And um, I could see why originally it should have been the main event. Uh, it was certainly very intense. It was very gritty. The slapping counted all of those things that were underlying in this match that smart fans were aware of that weren't really played out on television because I think people were kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, but they were kind of candid about in the media interviews leading up to this. They did a lot of media, which I was very, very surprised by. Uh, and, you know, Charlotte had a round of media for something separate a few weeks ago and they yanked her from it. Uh, and then they had her do some interviews, but Becky did a lot this time around as well. And this is part of the media cycle with WWE. But every time those interviews came out, there was something else. 
they would acknowledge something about it. So they weren't uncandid about it. I could appreciate that. And it played into the match. The in-match trash talking, I think, is now a really, really fun thing that a lot of the WWE roster is sort of perfected from being in the Thunderdome. And WWE production is perfected in terms of mm-hmm. miking that and making sure you can hear it. Like when you heard Charlotte yell, keep talking your shit, keep talking your shit, Becky. And when Becky was going off after winning the match, I call all the dirt sheets and tell them who the best is. Like that was, <laughs> those were like great little nuances. Um, and I like the ending. The ending did protect Charlotte. I did see mm-hmm. some people critical online of it saying, why don't you just give her the clean win? Is it too much just to give someone a clean win? Um, and you can yeah, almost I say mean, that. A, yeah. I mean, when, when you look at the men's match, you can see how hard it is to give someone a clean win when they had people get counted out and disqualified left and right. But uh, I didn't hate the ending just because uh, literally seconds earlier, Charlotte tried to cheat as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Becky just did what Charlotte tried to do. So I thought two that heels. was perfectly fine. You got two heels healing out. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It was a good, I was not, I was not angry at that ending. And I think, uh, I think it satisfied, satisfied both parties, to be honest. I think, I think it really did. Um, and at the end of the day, we'll see when's the next time we'll never, we'll get Charlotte versus Becky because this is the last time we're going to get it for a while. Yeah. For sure here. Uh, Richard Rinaldi giving the show a seven out of 10. That is usually our scale to judge shows. Give us your rating on Survivor Series one to 10 here. Uh, Mirza Bilal saying, any news about The Rock return? Well, it's worth noting. I know some people may be joining us here a little bit late. It was never, it was never, it was never like something where people, this was advertised. They just said, this is The Rock's 25th anniversary. It was never said The Rock was going to be at this show. I understand where the inclination would be that he would be there. Uh, but he just wasn't, and they did acknowledge it quite a bit. They had a lot of promo for The Rock tonight. Uh, but I think that's more, hey, The Rock and his body of work is on the WWE mm-hmm. Network and Peacock. I think that was kind of more what they were going for. Uh, and uh, I, are you disappointed The Rock wasn't there? Even though, I mean, they didn't, you can't be mad at them, though. They didn't advertise it. No, I don't I don't think, I, like I said, I don't think this match is happening until, until uh, Hollywood. A year from uh, over, you know, Mm -hmm. about over a year from now. I don't, I don't think this is happening at Dallas at all. I think, I think Dallas is going to be all about Undertaker, and I think next year will be all about Roman Reigns and The Rock. Mm -hmm. I think that just makes perfect sense, you know, just because of the location. Yeah. Uh, Let's jump into some other matches on the show. I I do think Becky Lynch and and Charlotte had the best match of the show, absolutely uh, igniting this whole show off. But it was hard to keep the momentum going. I do think the show was good overall. I don't know if the show was better than Crown Jewel. Kind of my my, my instant take, and we were kind of saying that right before we went live here. Elvis has yeah. given it a 5 out of 10. Uh, Kamar, different take. He gives it an 8 out of 10 here. Uh, let's jump into this other match here, the Men's Survivor Series match. This would be Team Raw defeating Team SmackDown. A lot of inner dynamics in this. There was a lot of storyline development things they did in this. You had Kevin Owens walking out on Team Raw. He wanted. He demanded that he start the match only for him to roll under the bottom <laughs> rope and walk out on Team <clears> Raw. <throat> so he's constantly saying, let me win back your trust and let me immediately betray you. Well, uh, An interesting it, move there. It was a great callback to a year ago when Seth Rollins sacrificed himself. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking the same which exact they were thing both, when I saw that. Yeah, because they were both on the same team last year, Owens and, and Rollins, and uh, Rollins sacrificed himself to get eliminated right away from the from the pay-per-view. So this was basically... I, I know a lot of people, and in myself even has a part of, a, of an idea of this as well, is, you know, Owens is on his way out the door, so he's doing stuff like this. But I, it, was a, it was a good callback to a year ago. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, overall, man, I thought the match was pretty uh, was pretty fun to watch. Finn Balor got his spot. Seth Rollins got a really good spot with Jeff Hardy. Um, Jeff Hardy, man, over with the crowd in oh, Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. real loud in Brooklyn, over. dude. Big over. time. I was, you got, man, you uh, got a diehard WWE audience in, that's a lot of longtime, lifelong fans in New York City that follow WWE. Both you know, final like, two, both five on five final twos were great with Shotzi and Bianca, Jeff Hardy and Rollins. They did do those things right. Again, I think the DQ finishes and the countouts were kind of a a, a little uh, uh, lazy way to keep. But that's Survivor Series. Well, that's Survivor was, Series to get to keep it to keep people getting penned. I think it was kind of bullshit that uh, Lashley and Drew had to be eliminated in that way. Yeah, I wanted to see more of that. Even yeah. though we've seen that a thousand times, yeah. I wanted to see more of that. Just because of that, Brooklyn crowd would have gotten real hype for the, a little bit more of that conflict between I mean, Lashley and McIntyre. I mean, imagine imagine uh, the stock shooting up for Hardy if he pinned a Lashley or or somebody theory pending Drew, Drew McIntyre, you know, something like that where they could shoot the stock up. But, you know, they protect they, they, they're they so afraid to get some of these guys pinned. And and uh, so then they have to come up with, you know, these uninventive ways to get them out of the match. Theory also had a really good showing uh, yeah. during, during his matchup. Uh, every time where there were everybody was exchanging chops, he was selling those chops like a million bucks, man. It was just <laughs> going over the top rope, doing all the extra work, making making sure that everybody that was connecting a chop was looking amazing. And Austin Theory, if he didn't get credit before, he's getting it now. How about that throwback too? When uh, he was a disciple of Rollins, and then they were the last two on the team. Uh, kind of another interesting callback there too. Uh, and they worked really well together. I, you know it. It was, uh, you know, outside of the the only thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was that double count out. Other than that, I thought it was a, a, overall a pretty well booked match. Mm -hmm. uh, other people chiming in here with their take, Dave Coffee. I'm not digging the Seth character right now. He's not oh. feeling Seth. Well, this is my favorite iteration of Seth, actually. Uh, Seth, oh, yeah, lasted, Seth lasted to the end. Uh, you had him and Jeff Hardy in the ending, which I thought was a good show off of two veteran guys. And you had one that people like to boo and one that people like to cheer. All right, this yeah. makes sense. And he misses the swanton bomb, rolls away from it, getting taking that big bump on the ring, only to get hit with a big stop. Right? Man, it's, that crowd, that crowd just lit up when he took off his shirt and was going for that swanton. They I were mean, loud. And just like an extreme rules, you know, when they and when it looked like he was gonna win that triple threat. It's like these this crowd wants him to succeed and i mean he he signed another deal so he's gonna or he's gonna be around a little more than a year yet so you know hopefully hopefully they they start pushing him into that main event scene how long ago did he sign a new wwe deal um i don't know if he just signed a new deal but it was revealed he still has over a year left he i think word is he might have re-signed or extended another year they well over on the injury time or yeah. something like that. Well, I don't know. I think it was either an extension or that was just the timing of the original contract since he came back to WWE. But he's still he revealed in an interview earlier this week that it's still uh, a little over a year left in the deal. I think maybe Mania next year or something like that. Pat Malone bringing it up there. Watching Vince was uncomfortable tonight, as he said. Vince again appeared on the show in one of the many product placements they did tonight. They did a little product tie-in here. There oh, were, my there God, were, dude. I what? felt like I was watching a Michael Bay movie for a moment. <laughs> I, I, I all of a sudden need to eat some pizza. Well, don't pizza the hut. And so they, they don't say that where you're at. You'll get he, he gets out of a car and there's a bunch of uh, WWE people backstage losing their mind because Vince is here and they all clap for him because he's the boss. Right. I thought that was kind of funny. 
So like they just have to clap because it's. Vince. I like that he was shooing people away from touching the egg. And, and, he and they're like, ha! Was, and there was like, they're, they're like looking like, yeah, at it. They're like, what? Yeah, hundred. He had a hundred million dollar Fabergé egg, which is the central storyline piece of this Red Notice movie. <laughs> Did the Goblin Googer drop that out? It, the rock, egg. yeah, the rock gave him a hundred million dollar uh, <laughs> gobbledygooker egg. Yeah, he had, he had a gobbledygooker egg, as some people were saying, which uh, which happens to coincidentally be the price of Roman Reigns's next that... WWE contract. <laughs> that was that, a that was a line. fun scene backstage uh, where where Roman brought that up. I thought that was an interesting interaction there. It took minute, it took a minute for Vince to sell that, and he was like, "Oh, oops." Oh no! I gotta pay him a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a great line. Uh, uh, let's jump into some other th- some of these other matches because we did have a tag team versus tag team championship match. Not a championship match, but champions versus champions. RK Bro on Monday Night Raw facing Bro. the Usos, the ones from Team Blue on SmackDown. With RK Bro getting that win, and by the way, RK Bro Randy Orton was able to become the one superstar with the most pay-per-views appearing on the most pay-per-views in the history of WWE. So congratulations to Randall Keith Orton. Yeah, quite an eventful thing. I do like that WWE acknowledged it quite a bit. They made a big deal out of it on commentary. They made a big deal of it in the kickoff show and uh, and made it feel like a special thing and said tomorrow night on Raw, he'll become the, the person that will have wrestled the most on Monday Night Raw if he's wrestling tomorrow night. I assume he will because there's people paying attention to this record. Yeah. Um, great match. I thought this, if next to the Charlotte Becky match, I actually thought this was the next best match on the show. This was really, really good. It, it reminded me how, how great the Usos are at tag team wrestling and that fast pace maneuvering where the pace never, it only lets up when it's supposed to let up. Great ending. Everyone looked great. No one looked weak, even with a clean finish. He's going for a big Uso splash off the top rope, only to be taken up out of nowhere. RKO. It was great. Uh, all, all the hits were played in this match. I loved it. Usos are fine. They can take the loss. Uh, and this reminds you that RK Bro is a special team. They're not just two guys paired together. They have a dynamic that they play off of, and it works together. Yeah, and of course, everybody loves the RKO, and when you do it in that kind of fashion, much like when Evan Bourne was doing the Shooting Stars press, and he, you know, basically one of the greatest RKOs in history, and uh, he had an, another great RKO to add to that extensive list for Randall Keith Orton. And of course, you know, you got guys like uh, John Cena giving him props on Twitter too. That was really good, cool to see uh, John Cena posting a pretty lengthy message uh, congratulating Orton on his uh, on his achievement here. Mm-hmm. Um, where where do you go with RK Bro? Do you keep them together as a team? A lot of people just think this is a setup for a turn at some point. They've done a vague version of it, but they've cooled it off a lot. They seem like they're getting along a lot more. Uh, we got plenty of time till WrestleMania. Yeah, this, this, will, be a, this will probably be a WrestleMania match. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Maybe they'll have the titles all the way till then. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just they're, they're really hot right now. I think their merch numbers are doing well. They're selling well on the on the shop, um, and they're an attraction. They you know. Grown people like him and kids like him, so there's no I need. Think, uh, exactly, no need to rush. Not, not right now. Not right no. now. Uh, it's certainly an interesting scenario here. What other match do we want to jump into, guys? Uh, we did have this unannounced 25 man The Rock Battle Royal 25th anniversary celebrating the Great Ones debut, which, by the way, if you didn't know, was 25 years ago. Oh, you didn't know that didn't in know November that? in oh. 1996. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we had this crazy battle royal. 
that Omos uh, ended up winning. But it, the last two, Omos and Ricochet, I thought that was kind of surprising. The crowd in Brooklyn was behind Ricochet. But Omos getting that when he took out Aziz, he took out Shanky. He took, bro, he had like, a, like what, like 11 eliminations, 12 eliminations? 12. 12. 12 no, eliminations. He took out nearly half, half the guys in the match. Nearly half of the guys that were in that match. And there was so much more Raw guys than SmackDown guys. I don't know if you noticed that either. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I had, I had picked Montez Ford to win this one, just someone with the same kind of charisma as The Rock today as The Rock had 25 years ago. And he got into the final three, so I was pretty damn close. But this was clearly a showcase for Omos, uh, probably to set him up as the threat for the Royal Rumble in two months. Uh, so this was clearly what they were doing here. And I thought Omos did a pretty good job overall uh, performing in this match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I was hoping for more from this i was yeah. hoping for more from this battle royal and they tried some things you know Sami Zayn got to try and be a manipulator and do his thing and get eliminated then they definitely tried to highlight almost quite a bit it was a way to get you know big names on the show like cesaro like aj styles and have them involved in the show which i appreciate right uh i i don't mind multi-man matches like this they get people on and keep them showcasing them mm-hmm. while we're waiting to put them into some type of storyline right um but it just it didn't it felt clunky uh, you know, a battle royal sometimes just doesn't run as smoothly as you would like it. There's just a lot of people, and there's a lot more, uh, a lot more opportunities for malfunction of the junction when you have that many people involved. Yeah, I mean, I, I always like a good battle royal because they're usually unpredictable and mm-hmm. and uh, you know it could really elevate some people. And well, they, they succeeded. They they had a guy that took out half the field. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was that functional. Was, that was it, the it did what point. It, was, it did what it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean I left thinking. No, was there wrong, was nothing else you know? to write home about this match. You, no, can, can no. you tell me anything else outside of Omos that you enjoyed or thought? Well, that was cool, or wow, what a great moment. There really, there really wasn't much to it. It was yeah. a, a lot of the jobbers got thrown out quickly, and then Omos took over. Yeah, and he yeah, also so- did. He he didn't have any like showcasing of his power. He just muscled people over the top rope which is fine he looks powerful right mm-hmm. but there was no like ooh ah moment with him yeah they you know? didn't even I, have I think a, you need that yeah. they, they had a standoff with him and shanky but they didn't even have a standoff with him and aziz uh, you know yeah. they, they they missed out on something like that which um i mean that was part of my you know predicting montez i figured like him mm-hmm. and aziz would like take each other over the top rope or something crazy like that they didn't even have a standoff he eliminated aziz but they didn't really have any kind of standoff or anything that that the crowd would have popped for so yeah, I felt like this was kind of like a um like an expected performance for Omos, right? Like this is something like you would expect Omos to win. It wasn't like a career making performance for Omos. Because to be no. honest, like for something like this, um, especially since it wasn't even announced, like we just found out about it this afternoon. No, they actually announced it on uh, SmackDown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh well, okay, well, two days ago. For two days ago, they announced it two days ago. Um, there's really no build up. I'm not invested. It no. would have been cool if, if there would have been some implications for day one or some implications for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this was a missed opportunity. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it was almost kind of an, an, an expected uh, outcome with Omos being in there. Much like every other match in this thing, you know, nobody cares about the brand supremacy anymore. Even the wrestlers are speaking up against it. This should have had some more stakes for the Rumble or something like that. But obviously, WWE is going to use this as a story going into the Rumble. That oh my God, Omos is going to win it. You know, they're going to pound that into the ground. So mm-hmm. breaking um, news. 
Oh, whoa. We got some breaking news. The $100 million egg has been released from WWE per email. From John <laughs> Budget People power. That is Patrick Malone being a tall smile. People power. We did uh, have the uh, the five-on-five women's uh, Survivor Series match, which I thought that was fun. A lot of pretty good storytelling oh, it there. Drug on, on for me. It, it was. It was. It, it was probably ten minutes too long. Yeah, it was a little bit too long. But Bianca Belair, Soul Survivor for Team Raw, man, she was down like four-one at four one. On one. Yeah, it was crazy. She which got was, the win, which is also like that should be more interesting than it was, and it right. it just didn't have the flow to it. I can't put my finger on it, but I thought there was a period in the middle where they were doing like stuff like crazy and everyone was getting some highlighted scenario. And then they started to do the eliminations, the SmackDown team, and it felt like the pace of the match just dropped. Uh, I do know talking to people that were at the show and, and talking to them and texting with them and looking at their social media that people started to do the wave uh, during this match for uh, some odd reason. At the behest of John Alba. Uh, yes, John Alba, who John appeared uh, on our, our Survivor Series Trivia 4 and 4 challenge. For the people on the podcast, I think it's just listening to the podcast audio. Go check out the video. It's very, very fun. We have, we have uh, a delightful pre-Survivor Series. Are you game. talking yeah. about that round where I kicked John Alba's ass last night on Trivia? Woo! Is that what you're talking about? Fun, we ta- are we talking about that round where team sp3 you're talking about you're talking about the round that team hey, you hosted the thing Jeremy. it's supposed to be not team, biased in this so team, i'm just i'm just asking sydney gradamas who who wants to be called by that name now completely swept team rick yesterday he, he babe ruth he babe ruth that called his shot and look what happened but uh, moving on uh <laughs> jeff <laughs> jeff and always says put bianca belair in a hair versus hair match cut that hair they played again on the hair here she has that long four foot braid from her hair, uh, and it was used at several points in the match to get out of moves or cost her a move or all these different things. And they did that at WrestleMania, and they save it for special stuff when they kind of play with the braid. And I always see women have a guttural reaction to it, like how dare you do that? But also, you're wearing that in the ring; you're asking for it. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that I was Amelia. Every time they do a big match, they do something to kind of play along with. Her hair, which is just a visible gimmick in what she does. Imagine the shit fit if they make her cut it. You know, there'd be a you know, <laughs> there's going to be a big outrage if they make her cut oh, it. How too, dare so. you do that? I don't know. Her. I think I think I'm almost inclined to think that's an extension, dude, because I've seen pictures of her when she's not like backstage and she yeah. has short hair. So I'm inclined to think that's an extension. That must be a, like a tow rope from a boat or something. Because I think. <laughs> That thing's that thing's big. That 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 p that that braid is long and big. Uh, Donald Henleyson Lesnar should have shown up, but he didn't. Shaking my head. No, there was no Brock Lesnar. There was no Rock. There was a That's tease. True. There was a there tease was a of tease. Brock showing up, but he didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah, the suspension's been uh, the indefinite suspension has been lifted. Uh, this was noted by Kayla Braxton earlier in the night at a backstage segment with Paul Heyman, where she keeps surprising him out of nowhere. His demeanor from being an obnoxious Brooklyn guy mm-hmm. went completely 180 after she mentioned that suspension for Brock Lesnar has been lifted. She wanted to get her thoughts on it. And she's like, yeah, it's not my problem. It's, it's an Adam Pierce problem. So mm-hmm. Monet uh, so Sanders with a great there. point here. We have these elimination matches. We're protecting certain people, right? We're protecting people in these matches. Charlotte got protected. She's a champion. Some other people got protected and got counted out. They didn't get pinned, right? That kind of aggravated people. Well, here's the double standard of that. We now have Monet saying, if Raw's going to win, Rhea and Liv 
shouldn't have been eliminated because Liv is Becky's number one contender, which is true. Rhea is a champion who hadn't been pinned since August 16th at the time. That was dumb. So you had some people on the Raw side who didn't. That was, Mind you, that was the one match that Raw lost. So I was like, mm-hmm. there, there's a balance in this. SmackDown, you know, if, yeah. if we're focusing on the brand versus brand thing, you know? And then there would, that would have been the counter mm-hmm. thing to it, Monet, is people would have, you know, complained that, what is SmackDown going to win here, too? Well, on the same token, it was, uh, you know, at the same time Tony got pinned, that Liv got pinned, and they're both, you know, Tony's apparently, you know, being a contender or starting a little something with Charlotte, too. So I saw a lot of people upset about that. It's, that it's, li- picking, and- it's, it's trying to find something to be angry about, I think, on a show where other things should just be like, hey, this match was okay. You know, <laughs> like, I, I think it was the way that they discarded their number one contenders is what people are upset about. I, it, but it's a five I mean, on five match. Sense, it's a five on five match. Yeah. It's not a one on one match. It's not the same. True. Thing. It doesn't, it doesn't weigh as much. It just doesn't weigh as much. Again, there's really no implications here because it's brand versus brand, right? So there's mm. really no implications here. Can we uh, be done with the brand versus brand thing? Please, year? please, sure. please. I mean, He's give us our traditional, give us our traditional bit. matches, and that's it. Just our traditional matches of a, a give five me the, on five. No, I mean, if you want to do the brand versus brand stuff, but like, have it be brand versus brand, but give me personal issues as to why this is happening and stakes. The team that wins gets something. You know, the guy who wins this match, the if you need title versus title, give me implications. Absolutely, yes. Give me yes. something. Give me something beyond just brand versus brand. You know, for sure here. Uh, Noel Spercusia saying, how bad was it? I skipped it. Wasn't a bad show, but I can't say it was a, 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 a the best show of the year. I thought Crown Jewel was a better show than this. Yeah, it was. It you was. Know, I, I thought SummerSlam was probably a better show than this. Yeah, this you know? was uh, kind of weaker. Uh, you know, I think it was a peaked at the top type of deal tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, John disagrees with us. he thought this show was better than crown jewel so he's he's probably he's he's differs with us that's fine let's know what you guys think what did you think of the show give us your rating one to ten one to ten on this show let's jump into the main event boys we're talking Roman Reigns. we're talking Big E. I thought this was fantastic it was paced mm. they had a lot of time mm. which lends itself to what Roman does where he builds up the pace and he does the trash talking and you go back and forth and then he really sets into drive Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I thought happened here. You believed that Big E could beat him. And that's all you need with Roman Reigns right now. So you need to believe that somebody can beat him. And several times they thought he could. And they kept going back to this knee injury thing. I always hate the knee injury stuff. Because if you injure someone's knee, <laughs> then they shouldn't be able to do much. Mm-hmm, and then exactly. they have a normal match and then they go back to it or something like that. But uh, I don't mind. It's wrestling logic, right? Um I did enjoy this. I did like the trash talking, the in-match trash talking. I think Roman does that the best than anybody right now. And uh, they made Big E look like he was a legitimate threat at some point. But then Roman caught him, got him with a Superman punch on the outside, got him inside the ring, hit him with the spear, uh, nearly got out of, you know, they went back and forth. They teased a big ending. Uh, and he got out of this match. And no rock, no Uso interference, clean win here for, for Roman. I think this is a tremendous matchup for Big E. I think Roman Reigns was extremely generous with with Big E tonight. He let him have it in, not only just being able to take Kat out of the spear, but just being able to do a lot of stuff to him to make him look super strong. And even just by hitting him with three different Superman punches and Big E kept coming back after the Superman punches, it really made you believe, like, oh, damn, like, Big E is the guy that mm. can give the one loss that he, Roman hasn't had in over a year. So 
yes, this match was really good. This is propelling Big E to another uh, to another level in the stratosphere. And you know what? You got to give it up to Roman because right now he is on the most dominant streak. He is the tribal chief. He is the head of the table. And you know what? He deserves that $100 million contract next year when, whenever whenever it's up. You paying it? You paying it, Jose? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, whatever I want. What is yeah? I'll start a Google GoFundMe for uh, for Roman Reigns' uh, contract next year. Keep Whenever that's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people chime in. Dave Coffee giving the show a seven out of ten. Corey Jackson not liking it all, giving it two out of ten. I think Corey, you're being a little bit aggressive here. And then you have people just saying, "Well, I didn't go to the show. It wasn't in my hometown. I was so glad I didn't go." Then why are you watching this? You clearly wanted to know what was happening. You didn't pay for it, but you wanted. You didn't want. You definitely want to know what's going on with it. Um, I can tell you, I, I thought this was a good show. I didn't think this was the greatest show we'll get into our ratings at the end of the show here, but I want to get more of your comments on state uh, on screen while we're rolling here. Uh, uh, Robert Neff just, just booing the bad guy saying F you Roman. I hate him. I hate him. He's doing his job. Then Roman's He's doing, doing his, his job. job. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and, and I thought, I thought that match was, it was good. It was kind of slow to start, but I mean, that's what any main event's going to be. It's going to be a little slow to start, but mm-hmm. when they hit that gear, you could tell the crowd was into it. The, the crowd uh, really mm-hmm. got into it. And it, it, the last uh, 10 minutes of that match were, were really spectacular. Mm-hmm. Pretty split down the middle too, right? Yeah, I, I I heard a lot of let's go yeah. Roman and let's go Biggie. The crowd got so into that match. If you thought they fell out of it with the women's match, you know if they weren't doing the wave during Roman versus Biggie, no. okay? No. Uh, so so definitely interesting here. Now let's just ask this: strong main event, strong opener, good overall show. We'll ask questions about what they do afterwards. But let's get into ratings. You're one to ten, boys. What do you give it? Uh, I personally, I'm probably going to give this about a 7.5, 7. 7.5. Uh, it was a solid show. Great opener. Great, uh, great ending. Um, mm-hmm. Some solid matchups in between. Um, just the order of things, how it was done. You know, I would have put that battle royal on the kickoff. Damian Priest in the mid card where it's supposed to be because it's a mid card title. Right. So it should have mm-hmm. been right in the middle of the, uh, of the, of the show. Uh, but overall, I thought it was an entertaining show. Nothing spectacular. I was like, wow, Crown Jewel made me say, wow, that was a really damn good show. So, yeah, 7.5. Bradley's given it a 3. Ricky's given it a 6.3. Jeremy, what do you give it out of 10? Uh, I'd give it a 7. Um, I think the the opening match was tremendous. The end was good. The ending match was good. Um, you, you, there is absolutely nothing in between that you're going to talk about tomorrow that was spectacular or, oh, my God, look what happened. Uh, or this was interesting. Disagree with you there. I'll, there's one. There's one match I'll definitely tell. Disagree with you on there. But go ahead. Well, you know, there's not. You know, there's nothing that spectacular that is really going to carry over uh, going forward. So I give it a seven. Uh, here's where I disagree with you. I thought Becky Lynch and Charlotte was fantastic. I thought mm-hmm. this is the best match they've ever had with each other. Better than Evolution. It was special. Mm-hmm. It was special. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in between those two matches. I'm in saying. between those two matches. Yeah. But that I'm is saying, a match that, that is a match that people are going to be talking about. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm saying outside of the beginning and ending matches, there's nothing in the middle that is going to make you say, oh my God, this happened. Then what? So, the, then it isn't that bad of a show then. You yeah, know, that's why I, mean? I, I give it a seven. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, you're giving yeah. it a seven. I'm right there with you. I'm almost, I almost give it less than a seven, but that main event match really carried it through. Bobby's giving it a 7.5. I'm going with a flat straight seven on this mm-hmm. uh i think and there if there's matches you want to see or you haven't seen you got to go see the main event uh with roman and Big E, and you got to seek out becky and shara uh, a lot of other things in the show i wouldn't call filler but you know just feel like a holdover i do think wwe's gonna try and make this day one show into something special 
They've never done it before. It's a different scenario. It's a big media weekend. It's a first time ever type thing for WWE. And they'll be doing two pay-per-views and they'll have enough time to really get to survive, uh, the Royal Rumble yeah. in St. Louis at the end of it here. Uh, and then Patrick saying, we're too generous. We're too generous. <laughs> to too yeah, generous. I, I'm really curious to see. I think I'm being they... objective here. I think I'm being pretty objective. I'm curious to see where they go, uh, what they're going to do with day one. It's It'll be interesting. I mean, you remember the last time they had something kind of near this was, uh, you know, the New Year's Day thing with uh, Edge cashing in the very first time money in the bank. So, mm. you know, that was something you always remember on, on a New Year's Day type of deal. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully they uh, hopefully they come out with uh, something really cool on day one. Um, J-Dub is shouting out Survivor Series 87 with a 20-man tag team match. Yes. Young Stallions! If you've ever seen that match, it's hard to follow it. <laughs> it's because there's 20, there's 20 people in it. Yeah. Uh, J- uh, Jason Michael saying that Kev took the, took the egg. See, that's, a, that's right. the second person that accuses you of taking the egg, Kevin. I have college loans. <laughs> Shut up. You're going to pay debts. If you know anyone that needs an egg, I got one. Yeah. Um, Show up tomorrow on Raw. (laughs) Uh, David Cohen, I'm done with Roman Reigns. WWE needs to realize this isn't Roman Reigns playing his role as a Hollywood Hogan. Not waiting a year to let The Rock show up. Is there too much of Roman crushing people here? Are we done with Roman Reigns? Well, name me, name me, name me someone on the roster that can that they've built up to dethrone him right now. You know, name someone that can dethrone him right now. Yeah, who is that person? Like that was my next thing I was gonna bring up. Who Joe is McIntyre? next for Roman Reigns? Is it is it is it King Woods now? Because they've been they've been tangling with each other. Are we gonna get more of a man Day versus the bloodline type thing? Which we I thought we were gonna get at Survivor Series and we didn't get here. And we got a one on one. It'd be insane if it was Woods to take the title off of Roman. I don't think that's gonna happen. I wow. would absolutely love it, but mm-hmm. nah, I don't think it's. Gonna I mean, happen. now we got Sheamus back. Sheamus could be a contender for Roman um ridge holland people are talking here uh drew mcintyre he's been doing this open challenge thing so a lot of building um, up with ridge before you do put him in that position so yeah mm-hmm. i mean the guy hasn't been pinned since october of 2019 that's over two years now uh and then yuri says reigns will reign through wrestlemania 39 which would mm. be more than a year and a half almost a year and a half hey. from now Hey, remember back in the day when uh, uh, Hogan had the belt for like 1,300 days at Bruno uh, I just San think Martino? Th- I think that'd be too long. Had I think that'd be too long because this is forever. a different media cycle. T- it is. You think yeah. people get real tired of it? Yeah. If it, if it extends that long? We already have fans getting tired of it now. All right. We, we see it clearly in the comments. Yeah, but I, mean, but I wouldn't say... They like, were getting tired of Walter holding it for 600 and so days, though. I mean, yeah, but that's a different show. That's that's yeah. NXT UK. That isn't like that isn't the WWE Universal Championship. That isn't SmackDown. You know, that's a show you watch maybe every few weeks and you catch up on what's going on with it. You know, I'm not ripping on Walter, but I'm saying it's a completely different animal. This is the top title in WWE. This is the top guy. Has he been in the top too long? Is it too much Roman? I think it's an interesting question to ask because we got WrestleMania right around the corner. So you, can you keep him hot? Can you keep Roman really Roman uh, right into WrestleMania and build up somebody to take him on? Is is Brock that guy? You know, people were tied to Brock and Reigns before, uh, mm-hmm. but this is a different scenario with both of them kind of flip flopping their roles. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he he'll be the guy to do it. Um, I God, I don't see how they could keep it on him another year till the and plus that you don't put the title on the Rock, and at that point you don't really need the title on the line anyways when you have Rock and Roman. So. 
you know, I, I, I don't, I, I would say Lesnar's probably going to be the guy. Uh, plus everybody likes Lesnar now. Um, some people were kind of tired, you know, how he's just a part-time guy, but I think they like this iteration of him. He's a baby face. And now they're kind of not as, as, uh, mad at him for being as a part-time guy as he is. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that the, I think overall the sentiment would be positive if he's the one to take it off of Roman. Uh, I love the comments here. People just with all different takes on how this could play out here uh, and about different things. Glenn would say it'd be a surprise if Walter could come in and, and, and take the title from him. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Walter is this big monster they have in Europe who was the NXT UK champion for a very, very long time. He did participate in the recent WWE UK tour. Uh, he's been open in public about saying, I don't want to go to the United States. I'll stay with WWE and perform in the UK and just have these kind of short stints in the United States, but I don't want to go over there and live that life. But there's been some talk of that possibly changing. Uh, and if he did come to the United States, I think he would become a very, very big star. Oh, yeah. Cool. I mean, he, he basically has basically had match of the year this year with Ilya Dragunov. So he had uh, two great matches this year. I mean, that Tommaso Ciampa match. That yeah. he had that was a tremendous match. And, and you're also talking about like how you don't see that much. Too. You know, he had two of the best matches of the year, and he's probably been on television less than 20 times for WWE in, in like the last year and a half. So think about that. You're getting a lot out of a guy with very little commitment, and that makes him attractive and different. You start becoming a Brock Lesnar type thing where it's elusive yeah, when I see you. He's as a man. box office attraction, man. Absolutely. He is. Uh, internationally for sure here uh people with different takes here um uh, about what they think here um j-dub wants to know what's next for charlotte she lost becky lynch do you do becky and charlotte again becky got one over her if you have not seen it i know jose you and i were texting about it during the show they do these social media promos they get people right after their matches and they cut promos for digital i really love these promos because they're they're definitely not as scripted they're bullet pointed uh and becky is almost on the verge of tears but mm-hmm. he's like, we hate each other so much. We were in a car crash. We almost died. We used to be friends, but I had to do it. I had to. I had to let her know. I had to let yeah. her know that I'm the best. And I was, and it was like very emotional. And I, and I was like, that is an emotion. I don't, I don't want to have a double standard to be sexist. I think it's a different thing when a woman is like that. When you get to see that vulnerability, yeah. while also saying, I had to let you know I'm the best. I had to do it. Yeah, but I think uh, I, I don't think that's so much of a gender thing neither, because it's you just know, a little bit more shocking when you see it. Yeah, it, I, yeah, but you know, when you have a relationship that's been as public as Becky and 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 Charlotte, mm-hmm. where it's been publicly known that they've been very very close friends in the past, that gets to you. You know, when you this one person that you would trust with your absolute everything, all of a sudden turns you back, turns your their back on your on you, and you got to find a way to be professional and work it. She did the best that she could. It's a shame that they're not friends. And I think that's what she's most resentful for. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the emotions were there. I think that they're both relieved that they're past it and that it wasn't a disaster. Mm. Yeah. And you could see during the match, you know, uh, complete professionalism. You could see them communicating in the ring what to do and everything like that. Um, you know, they just completely. But there was a any- fire there. Yeah. There was complete- an absolute fire to everything uh, they did. Well, yes, I'm. I'm just saying that they could. They they were mm-hmm. professional. They they put completely put everything aside and to be able to communicate with each other to put on that type of a match. You could see they were communicating in that match of what to do next and how to and what to you know what's coming up next and everything like that. You could see them doing that and uh, being professional, which but also include the emotion into it. But they were able to put all that things, all those things aside to put together a very good match too. 
Well, wrestling fans, we consume things at a fast click here. And we we just got over Survivor Series. We literally are just half an hour removed from the Survivor Series, right? We already have people asking who's going to win the Royal Rumble. All right. <laughs> and we'll ask ourselves this question many, many times in the next. We got to get through day one first, guys. We, we got to get through day one. We got to get through war games first. Yeah. We have war games on December 5th, too. Um, say today, just today, who's winning the Royal Rumble matches? It'll change. Our predictions will change well before we get there. But who's winning the Royal Rumble? I thought Brock at first, but if they're teased him back already, I don't know if it's going to be Brock. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb and and, and uh, this is going to probably change 10 times before we get to the pred- uh, official predictions. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to say let's let's see. Uh, let's see. The WWE actually follows through. Jeff Hardy wins the Royal Rumble. Jeff Hardy wins the Royal Rumble. That'd I be a fun Seth one. Rollins, I think is it either between Seth Rollins or maybe Montez Ford, like maybe one mm, of those two. Montez, that'd be Ford sweet. Maybe, Montez Ford might be good. But again, things a lot of things can change between, you know, today and then. What about the women? Uh, Liv Morgan could be a strong contender. Uh, Bianca Belair could do the repeat. Uh, and uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks could be a strong contender to be also uh, a Royal Rumble winner. I think any of those women. Shotzi has an excellent chance right now, now that she's mm-hmm. been more pushed into the spotlight. I think any of those women can do, uh, can, can be, become the Royal Rumble winner come 2022. I, I think the leader right now in the clubhouse is going to be Sasha Banks. Cause then who does she choose between those four horsewomen between Becky and Charlotte? I think that's going to be a great dynamic uh, that, uh, I mean, I almost did for certain that both get Becky, the titles, get the titles off Becky and Charlotte. I, I'm for I'm almost for certain that Becky and Charlotte are going to be champion. Come get after the belts the off. Both of them. All four, all four horsemen in one match. No uh, winner take all. Winner, winner take all. Winner, well, we gotta, winner, winner's the top horse. We got to wait till Mania. So we got to wait. I'm saying, like, get the belts off them before Mania. Yeah, but we got to wait. We got to wait for Bailey to get back. Those belts. You yeah, got enough women that aren't that the four. You got enough women that aren't those women. Give those four ladies their showcase. Yeah, Give ba- their Bailey will be match. Bailey will be after WrestleMania probably when she returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I so Sasha choosing between Becky and Charlotte, I think, is a good story. Um, I so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Char- if if Sasha wins the Rumble. I, has she won a Rumble? I don't think she no, has. I don't so. believe she has. It's another. Uh, Fred Fred another wants thing. to see Alexa Bliss win it. Alexa Bliss is still a huge star for WWE. We have not seen her in quite some time. This would be a, a way to interject people. They have WWE has no problem bringing someone who's been off of television for a while back into the play around Royal Rumble and giving them the Royal Rumble boost. We've seen it before, and fans are on board with that idea. She had, like, a sinus surgery. Is that why she was out? So she should I believe be, so. Mm-hmm. She should be back mm-hmm. fairly. She should All be right. back we're, I'm getting the wrap-up single from Jose here because we're going a little bit long. But thank you guys so much. If you haven't done already, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, to the many, many of you who are watching for the first time, check us out. We do the top story Monday through Friday in the 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern hour. Uh, you can also get that on demand. Even though you want to be in there with us live, you can still jump into the comments. If you guys are going to be watching this on demand uh, on YouTube or Facebook into Monday, we'll still jump into those conversations. Uh, so don't be afraid of watching our stuff on demand. If you're late, don't rewind to the beginning. All right. Uh, a lot of great content. We just have interviews up this weekend from New York City. Shout out to SP3 and the crew. Shout out to Kashagra and our team turning that footage over. Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Jeff Hardy, Queen Zelina Vega speaking to us. A lot, a lot of WWE talent talking to us this weekend. And, of course, maybe we'll be talking to more before then. Jeremy Bennett, let them know what you got going on, bud. Uh, I'm going to be here every 
Monday through Friday with these two gentlemen for the SK Top Story at around 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Us three will be back here tomorrow to talk about more fallout from Royal Rumble and anything that may break. Uh, you can follow my podcast, Lost in the Midcard. Uh, right now we're on a little bit of a hiatus. We may be back after the holiday, after Thanksgiving possibly, uh, but stay tuned. Uh, you can follow uh Follow uh, me on the Twitter at JB Huskers for the latest on that. But we are on any podcasting format or on YouTube as well. Jose Yo, so you guys can follow me on my Instagram and on Twitter, Jose G Official. Catch my show, Recons of Wrestling. That's usually done every Thursday night, 8 p.m. on YouTube and on Facebook. You can catch me every afternoon here on the Top Story and every single day on the News Roundup over on YouTube. And also doing any type of uh, every Wednesday night on the debrief covering AEW and NXT with Rico El Glorioso. And whenever there's breaking news, you guys can catch me with these two fine gentlemen right over here. This guy, this guy right over here. And, and that there guy right over there. Doing my uh, if you guys haven't done it, check out wave. our channel. I know a lot of you guys just watch us, but we have a lot of pre tape, uh, pre kind of like pre produced stuff we're working on. There is something very big that we're working on here. Bro. We just launched a show just on Instagram, only on Instagram with DDP and Vince Russo called the bro show. Uh, of course, Vince Russo is with us yeah. every Monday night after raw. Uh, and then we have Dutch Mantel with us every Friday night as well on our channel. So a ton of different content you get all for free, no Patreon. All right. So remember that you're getting this all for free. So, Hey, let another wrestling fan know. I know this is the time of year where the casual wrestling fan comes back to wrestling around this time before Royal Rumble. And to you diehard fans, this is when we got to say, get behind us. You got a lot of choices, guys. You got a lot of choices, but the factor with us, we mean it. Let's turn that person over. Let's have them yell and watch out, watch out with us, you know, Monday through Friday. Watch I, would out! Say, I would say that to the diehards here. Uh, all right. We're going to do more cool stuff. We're going to keep it interesting. We're going to do more online streaming parties like we do for the trivia challenge. Uh, maybe we do some contests and great things. You know, the next couple months are going to be really, really great. And we're going to have some awesome stuff for you. So, Turn some new fans onto what we do. If you're with us for the first time, you know, watch our stuff on demand if you can't watch it live. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what? You got to enjoy it, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Let me talk to you. I hope they didn't lock me in here.